0: Grab your Bible. Grab your Bible. Grab your Bible. Grab your Bible. Turn with me to Psalm One. Psalm One. I see pages turning. That excites me. Amen. Psalm One. We have told you uh, uh, the last few weeks. We've been we've been covering. If you're new with us today, uh, this is your first time. We've been in in like a six or seven week. Uh, study and learning what, what we need to do to live right. And we figured out is to have a right relationship with Jesus and an intimate relationship with Jesus. And the only way we can do that is to know the Word of God. If you're going to have a right relationship with the Lord Jesus, you got to know His Word. Amen? And, and, and so we figured out, if we're going to uh, uh, read his word, we got to figure out how to do that. Because there's been a lot of lies that's been told that we're going to debunk today, all right? And, and we said last week, we're going to make it easy to understand the Bible. How many of y'all remember that last week? How many of y'all, remember, how many of y'all thought that was crazy? Y'all were lying y'all how many of you let's be honest how many of you have tried to read the bible for and found it to be a little bit of struggle and, and and difficult sometimes all right now here's what happens here's what happens we hit a, we hit a little deal and we think it's all that way it's all that way uh, a little bit of hiccup and we think it's all difficult well we're gonna we're gonna debunk that and we're gonna change that today all right if you're in psalm 1 say amen Now, let's read it. Let's read it out of our word. Let's read it out of our Bible. Uh, 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 It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, are not like the, the blessed man or the happy man, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall what? They shall perish. Lord, Please help us today. Bless us, use us for your glory. I pray that we can all leave here smarter. I pray that we can all leave here with a better understanding of your word and a a better way or process of understanding it. God, I'll praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I, I, I really, I really uh, was in a way and thinking, how am I going to do this? I, 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 how am I going to preach a message that's going to give us what, we, what we, we stand in need of and, and, and teach all at the same time? Because usually it's a different type of setting. Usually when you come to church on Sunday morning, you want to get something, hey, that's going to help me uh, uh, be everything and, 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 and be what I need to be and, and encourage me because the devil's done uh, beat on me all week. I need some encouragement. I need some help for the rest of the week. And, and then the, the, the type of thing I want to try to do this morning is really done in a different type setting, maybe in a classroom setting or something like that, where we're going to put it together. We're going to put it together. I'm going to teach you how to understand the Bible. We're going to take a chapter in the Bible and we're going to break it down just like I want you to do it in daily life. Today, I took this chapter. I took Psalm 1 and I used, I use what you can use every single day. I didn't get a, I didn't get somebody's fancy commentary. I didn't use, I didn't use, uh, uh, listen, all my study helps. I've got a computer program. I've got probably five or six hundred books on one computer program uh, to, to, to do and use this. I didn't use none of that. None of that. One simple tool that we took and used, and, and you can do the same thing. Now, before we jump into this chapter and look at this and, 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 and study this, here's I want you to write a couple necessities down uh, because it, you, you got to get this. If you're ever going to understand the Bible, these are critical, these are important, these are imperative especially the very first one. And I didn't even have the very first one on the list when I first started making the list, and God had to remind me of this. So if we're going to understand the Bible, if we're going to read the Bible and understand the Bible and get something from the Bible, the very first necessity is the Holy Spirit. Write that down. It's the Holy Spirit. Listen, you are not reading Time magazine. You are not reading the Wall Street Journal. You are not reading Pro Hound Magazine. You are not reading Bassmasters Magazine. You are not reading Cosmopolitan. You are reading God's holy word, the living word of God. This is a living, breathing document. It's alive, and it's powerful. It's mighty. It's God's mind on paper, and you cannot understand it without the assistance and the power of the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.11, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. Now watch what it says in John 14. John 14.26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, he's named, he's the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. What does that mean? I cannot sit down with my Bible, with God's holy word, and read it like I do a, another book or another, another document, another newspaper or a magazine. I can't do it. I can't, I can't receive that. Why? Because it is revealed. The things in God's word is revealed. It's spoken to you by God. What does that mean? I have read chapters in the Bible a hundred times over and over again. I've been in church my whole life. I grew up in church. I'm telling you, I grew up in Christian school and, and had to memorize tons and tons of the Bible. And I've read portions of scriptures a thousand times. Then all of a sudden, when God wanted me to preach on a subject or teach on a subject or somebody specific had an issue or a problem, I went to read it and God said, look, let me show you what this chapter means. And he just unveiled it opened my eyes to the truth it was in, and I said, man, I've never seen that before. How many times have I shared something out of God's Word, and you said, wow, I never saw that before. I never seen. Why? It's the Holy Spirit. He will reveal it to you. If you're a lost man, you're not going to understand the Bible. You're not going to understand the Bible. If you don't, you don't have the assistance of the Holy Spirit in you, you're not going to understand the Bible. If your life is full of sin and you're not walking with God, you're going to really struggle understanding the Bible. Why? The Holy Spirit is our number one necessity in understanding the Bible. If that makes sense, say amen. Number two, second necessity you're going to have to have to understand the Bible is the Bible. Are you all with me? Not going to spend much time on that. I, I love if, if somebody asks me, preacher, what Bible do you prefer? I love a King, James, uh, a, a King James Life Application Study Bible. It has helps underneath it. So if you ask my opinion, I'll just share it now so you ain't got to ask me later. I love a King James Life Application Study Bible. I use a Thompson Chain Bible because it's what I'm used to. It's what I had when I was a little kid and I grew up with it. And it's a, it's a great study Bible too. But either way, for somebody who's just starting out, that's the one I recommend. Number three, number three. First is the Holy Spirit. Number two is a Bible, obviously. Number three, going to blow your mind, a dictionary. I prefer, I prefer and I encourage you to get Webster's 1828 dictionary. A Webster's 1828 dictionary. Now, it's kind of funny because I looked and looked and looked for one. This week, I couldn't find one because I have all this stuff on my computer. And I know I I really gave you a hard time last week that I want you to have a Bible, a Bible with pages, not on your phone, not on your iPad, a Bible with pages. And you know, I harass you. And then I couldn't find a dictionary with pages. They said, Preacher, we found it on the Internet, and it's free on the Internet, and, and they've got a $4 app that you can put on your phone. I said, but you don't understand. They're going to make fun of me if I say that. i I got to have it in pages. I looked all over this county, I mean, and I finally stole this one from another preacher. Say amen. Uh, now, here's what. here's. I didn't steal it. I borrowed it for a long time. Amen. I'm, I'm going to order these. I'm going to order these and have them in the bookstore. I do not have them yet. I, did, I guess I didn't clarify that enough in the first service because uh, there was a bunch of people who went to get one and they wasn't there yet and, and they was angry and I'm going to chew them out next week. Amen. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we will have these for you, but it's just a, it's just, just a, it's a dictionary. 1828 Webster's Dictionary. You say, why do you recommend 1828? Because this one translates the words exactly the way the translators meant it in your King James Bible. Now, what do I mean by that? How many of y'all know that words change over time? Words change, the meaning of words change over time. There's a country song. There's I I shouldn't know this, but there is a country song that talks about, you remember when Coke was just a Coke? Y'all remember that? And, and, and it has a list of words and it's kind of humorous, uh, but word, the meaning of words change over time. Like for instance, back in the day, gay did not mean what it means today. Gay meant happy. Gay meant colorful, gay meant uh, extraordinary, that type of thing. But today, that when you say that word, people take it as a, a sexual orientation. And that's not good. We don't, that's not what we want. This, this particular dictionary defines the word exactly the way the translators meant it in the Bible when it was uh, translated so you can have it. If that makes sense, say amen. amen. Lastly, before we get started, uh, uh, we want a dictionary. Very important. Uh, lastly, uh, uh, Strong's Concordance. A concordance. Now, this one is, is not as important as the other. But this will help you find words in the Bible. Now, I know it's got the Greek definition and the Hebrew definition, but you're not Greek or Hebrew. You're American. Say amen. We will stick to the dictionary for us. But this, and we can, we can learn this stuff later, but not right now. I want you to just use this to find words in the Bible. How many of y'all have thought of a verse? You've thought of a verse and said, boy, I heard that verse one time, preacher preached on it. Or I remember reading that one time. I wonder where that's at in the Bible and you couldn't find it well this will help you with this the concordance has every word in the bible it's listed here every time the word love is mentioned it tells you right here every time the word man is listed every time the word hell is listed whatever word you're looking for it'll show you every time in the bible from genesis to revelation how, And that all i want you to use this for is where to find words or verses in the bible if that makes sense say amen all right, we'll set this to the side. Now let's jump into let's jump into this chapter and let's teach you how, what you can do with this chapter. I I didn't use any other any other book but a dictionary to write this chapter out. All right? Number 1, number 1. Let's look at Psalm Psalm 1, all right? It says this, in Psalm 1, in Psalm 1 it said blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. All right, let's take that first word, blessed. I looked it up in, 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 in trusty old Webster's dictionary. This is what the word means, blessed. Happy, happy, prosperous in worldly affairs, enjoying spiritual happiness and the favor of God, enjoying heavenly felicity. I looked up felicity, too. That means happy, too. Amen. Uh, Happy, blessed. Before we start the chapter, the first word means blessed, and and, and your your definition is happy, prosperous, and the favor of God. How many of y'all could use that in your life? The touch of God on what you do. That's what it says. Blessed is the man. So today, here's what we're going to study. How to be a happy man or a woe man. Amen. Woman, man, man. How to be a happy Christian. How many of y'all could use a little more happy in your life? You, You know, this world, it'll drain the happy out of you, amen? Well, this chapter teaches us about being a happy man, a happy person, a happy Christian. Blessed is the man. Now, in verse number one, we find some do's. In verse number two, excuse me, some don'ts. In verse number two, we find some do's. Let's look at these. Number one, if you're taking notes, here's the chapter. We are outlining this. And by the way, It is alliterated because that's the way my brain works. I just think that when it's alliterated, it's easier to remember this, but you don't have to, when you're reading the Bible, you don't have to think that way. But I alliterated this on purpose so we could remember it. Now watch, happy man. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. I want you to see the pattern of a happy man. The pattern of a happy man. What do we see in a happy man's life? First thing, first thing we see is this. He says, he walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So I took my dictionary out. And I looked up the word. We know what ungodly means, and we know what walketh means. We know what that means. What does the word counsel mean? What is the word counsel? This is what it says. Advice, opinion, or instruction, given upon request or otherwise, for directing the judgment or conduct of another. So let's put that in here. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So the first thing we see in the pattern of a happy man, we see his advice. his advice. In other words, a happy man doesn't just get advice from anybody. A happy man does not get counsel from just anybody. He especially doesn't get it from ungodly people. Do you know what that teaches me? Out of my Bible, just a simple Bible and and a simple English dictionary teaches me that I need to be careful who I get advice from. I need to be careful who I get counsel from. If I expect to have a happy life, if I expect to be a happy man, I need to be careful who I listen to. Church, say amen. Isn't this simple? He walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Then it says this, nor, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. I was, I was talking with a, 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 a fellow staff member this week about that, that phrase, standing in the way of sinners. And, and she said, preacher, my whole life I thought that meant is you getting in their way, like, like say you're getting in the way of them getting to Jesus, standing in their way. But watch what happens when we define the word with our simple dictionary. Watch this. Way. Here's what the word way means. A course, a direction of motion or travel, a manner of doing things, a method, means of doing. So what does that mean? That means this. He doesn't. He doesn't walk or operate in the way that the ungodly or the sinners do. He doesn't behave or or works or, or operates in the method of sinners. We see that's his activity. I alliterated that and I put the word activity. In other words, a happy man is not only careful with the advice that he gets, he's careful in the way he acts. He is careful in the method of doing things. He does not do things like sinners do them. If that makes sense, say amen. Isn't this simple? Just a simple dictionary, the word of God. Now, what am I learning? If I'm going to be happy, I need to be careful who I listen to. If I'm going to be happy, I don't need to act like sinners. Now, I know what y'all are saying. I should have looked up that word sinners. No, I shouldn't. How many of y'all know what a sinner is? How many of y'all have behaved like one before? Okay. All right. So we know what that means. Now, here's the third thing that we see in this verse. The Bible says that uh in, in verse number one, he doesn't walk. He, he's careful with his advice. He's careful with the with the, the counsel that he receives. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't act or behave like the sinners around him. Now, watch the third thing. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. I looked up the word scornful. Scornful, what does that mean? Contemptuous, insolent, acting in defiance or disregard. In Scripture, now this, this definition comes straight out of the dictionary. In Scripture, in scripture holding religion in contempt, treating the dis- with disdain religion and dispensations of God. I put there, to alliterate that, I put his associates. He's careful who he's hanging around. You need to be careful, if you're expecting to be a happy man, you need to be careful about hanging around with the wrong people. If you're going to be a happy man, if you're always hanging around defiant, disobedient people, if you're hanging around angry people, guess what you'll have a tendency to do? Be angry. If you're around negative people, you'll have a tendency to be negative. Birds of a feather flock together. But guess what? They fall together too. And you know what he's saying? A happy man is careful who he listens to. A happy man is careful with his behavior. A happy man is careful with his associates. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Do you see how a simple dictionary can make the word of God come alive? Come alive. Now watch this. Uh most people say, most people say that the King James Bible, that's what I use, and you hear every Sunday. They say that's the hardest Bible to understand and read. Do you realize that's that's a false statement? The Flesh Kincaid Research Company has done readability studies on on all of the versions. And do you realize the King James is the easiest? Do you realize that it is written between a fifth and sixth grade level? But you know what we've done? We've bought into a lie. We've bought into a lie. Now let me let me let me show you something. Let me show you something. Watch verse two. We saw the don'ts in verse one. Now look at the do's in verse two. It says, "But his delight, say that with me, his is in the law of the Lord." And anytime you see law of the Lord, scripture, statutes, uh, commandments, that type of thing, he's talking about the Word of God. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law doth he meditate day and. Night. Now watch this. Watch this. This is really good. If you're taking notes, we see not only the pattern of a happy man, but number two, the practice of a happy man. We saw what he didn't do in verse number one, but let's look what he does do in verse number two, the do's in verse number two. We see this. A, his digestion. His digestion. Now here's, here's my point. Here's my point. You can't just go home and say, God make me happy. Preacher said, if we we have not because we ask not, so I'm asking, make me happy. I'm not happy with my spouse. I'm not happy with my job. I'm just not happy. Make me happy. Well, we know by studying the Word, it don't work that way. We know there are some do's and there are some don'ts. Are y'all with me? We've just found that out in chapter number one. There's some don'ts. We don't get the wrong counsel. We don't hang around the wrong people, and we are careful in the things that we do. The second thing we, we see that he does, some positive things, some activities that he does take place, first is his digestion. You say, where did you get that word? From the word meditation. Meditation. He says, in his word doth he meditate day and night. I looked that word up. Watch what meditate means. To dwell on anything in thought. To contemplate. To study, to turn or revolve any subject in the mind. How many of y'all have ever seen a cow? Raise your hand. You ever seen a cow? Come on, people. A cow? You ain't never seen a cow? How many of y'all have ever drink milk? Hey, Amen? That comes from a cow, all right? How many of y'all have ever seen a cow out in the field eating grass? Do y'all know sometimes that's grass he's done had already? Did y'all ever learn that in school, that a chow, a chow, <laughs> chow, really? A cow will chew, I'm trying to put too many words together, amen, a cow will chew its cud. You say, what is his cud? That's grass he done had before. In other words, he's eating, 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 and it goes to a certain pounce. and then all of a sudden during the middle of the day, he thinks, I've had some grass already today. And he brings it back up, and he goes and chews it again. I know it's nasty, but it's the best illustration I can find. Amen? He chews it again. Do you know what? That's what that word meditate means. It, means. it means to think about. In other words, you can't just read the Bible and speed read and think you're going to get something out of it. Read, you know, I've read five chapters. Okay, what'd they say? Uh, no. If we're gonna read the Bible we've got to think that's the problem the problem is it's it ain't because it's too hard to understand God wrote the Bible for simple people God wrote the Bible for common people God did not he did not write it for theologians He did not write it for for reading experts. He wrote it for common people to be able to understand him. It's written between a fifth and sixth grade level. Do you know the problem today is we have to think. What do you mean? What I mean is this. Sitting in front of a TV, you don't have to think. That TV tells you what you need to think. That TV tells you what you need to buy. That TV tells you what you need to believe. And we have created a society of people whose brains have turned to mush. And they just believe whatever it says. They believe whatever it says when it comes to politics. They believe whatever it says when it comes to religion. They believe whatever it says when it comes to health. You want to frustrate people? Make them think for themselves. Don't listen to Fox or CNN. Think for yourself. And you know what? We don't want to do that. How many of y'all had a mama like mine? Let's test this. How many of y'all had a mama like mine? When I was growing up in school, if I come across a word I didn't understand, mom, what's this mean? What'd she say? Look it up. And usually it was look it up, dummy, or something like that, you know, I don't, look it up, lazy, or look, you know, look it up. She'd always, I'm telling you, it did not fail, however many times, look it up. Number one, she didn't want me to be lazy. Number two, she wanted me to learn how to learn. Look it up. And and if you say that today, people look at you like you're crazy. You mean, I have to think that's the problem and I, I'm, I hope I'm not being too harsh I'm just telling you the God's truth do you know America is falling way behind when it comes to 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 educational things with other countries in the world and you know what we're trying to do we're trying to dumb everything down and I don't want to we don't need to dumb down the scripture you know what we need to do we need to raise our vocabulary preacher what are you saying I'm saying this I need to learn the language. I've done heard, you know, some lady was, they was, this is. This happened, this truly happened. Uh, 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 somebody was inviting somebody to church, and and you may be here today, I don't know, I hope I'm doing better, but uh, uh, she said, you know, Temple Baptist Church, I said, Temple Baptist, oh, that preacher that doesn't speak English good. <laughs> ma'am, I have my dictionary, I'm working on it, hey, ma'am. A dictionary. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how this word comes alive by a simple dictionary? His digestion. He meditates on it. Why did he get so much out of the Bible? Because he didn't just read it, he thought about it. He thought about it. He digested it. He his meditation. He he went over and over and over in his mind. So we see his digestion. B, write this down. Not only his digestion, but don't you see his discipline? His discipline. The Bible says he did it day and night. He stuck with it. He said, you can't, you can't just start and, and, and do it five minutes. Okay, this is too hard. Quit. It don't work that way. Day and night. He thought about the word. He read the word and thought about it. All right? Now, see, write this down. Not only his digestion, his discipline, C, write this down. We see his delight. It says in verse number two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law doth he meditate day and night. Now, here's the deal. There were three keys. There were three keys that I forgot to give you a while ago uh, uh, that that you really need to get when it comes to this. If you're going to read your Bible and get something from it, the first thing it's going to take is desire. It's going to take desire. How many of y'all know you can't make somebody do something if they don't want to? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him desire that's one thing that you can't put in people you can't put it in athletes you can't put it in leaders they either they listen they either have it or they don't you can't make them want it and I can't make you want it but there's a thing I want you to get I was asked this question I was sharing this this outline with some folks this week and and this is the question preacher what if we don't have desire are we doomed if we don't have desire? What if we don't we don't want to read the Bible? I mean we want to read the Bible, but we don't want to read the Bible. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about when I say that? I mean, I want to, but I just, oh man. All right. Here's the key. You've got to start even if it's by duty first. In other words, because you're supposed to. Because you're supposed, how many of y'all know we're supposed to read our Bible? I mean, that, that, there's tons of verses that teach us that. All right? if we know we're supposed to let's start with duty and then it will become a delight and when it becomes a delight then you will have desire i have a desire for chocolate ice cream because i find it delightful say amen are y'all with me do it because you're supposed to here's 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 a good illustration I've had several several people come to me with, with marriage issues and that type of thing. And I'll always encourage them to get the book, The Five Love Languages. The five love languages. The five love languages will teach you, it will teach you how you are to treat your spouse. And you will speak to them according to their love language. One is uh, 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 words of affirmation, one's as deeds of service, one's as gifts, uh, one's of a uh, 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 touch, uh, all these th- these things here and you say, well preacher, their love language is not mine. What if I'm not good with words? What if I don't like hugging and all that kind of stuff and or, or what if I don't like doing these things? Mine's deeds of service? It would be deeds of service, wouldn't it? I hate washing dishes and everything, but that just does something for Tammy. say you I don't like doing that, all right? But you know what? If I do it because I'm supposed to, eventually I'll do it because I want to. And when I find what it does for me, it will be delightful. I promise you that's the case. You say, preacher, I just don't have a desire yet. It will come. But at least start because you're supposed to. If you will start there, I promise you, God will honor that and it will become a desire because it will be a delight. If that makes sense, say amen. amen. All right, number three, number three. Here's the way some of us think. Here's the way some of us think. What am I getting out of this? If I'm going to do this and if I'm going to make the effort, if I'm going to make the effort, what am I getting out of this? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Number three, we see the productivity of a happy man. We saw the pattern of a happy man. We saw the practice of a happy man. And now I not you to see the productivity of a happy man. What does it say in verse number three? But he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Are y'all with me? That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Three things I see in this verse. Three things I see. A, write this down. A, we find purpose. You know what makes me happy? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm doing what I've called. And I'm, I'm designed to do. God put in me to do what I'm doing right here. God designed my personality. God designed my makeup. God designed my character to do exactly what I'm doing right now. This is my per- Do you realize how unhappy I'd be if I couldn't do this? I mean, to tell you, I, 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 and this happens, I'm telling you, I can be anywhere. I can be out in the woods. I can be I can be at the, at the boat ramp. I can be in, in, a, in McDonald's somewhere, and somebody starts up a conversation about a Bible verse, and it might be something that God has hot in my heart, and I can't help it. I'll start talking about it, and I'll go into this, and I'll go into that. And before long, I'm standing delivering the word. Say amen. And, and my wife will be with, with people, and, 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 and she'll say, please don't get him started. Or if it happens before she gives the warning, she'll just go, you know why? Because it's in me. It's what God put me here. See, where do you get the word purpose from? Watch this. He shall be like a tree planted. Planted means on purpose. I was working for a, a, a landscape guy. I was working for a landscape guy one time, and he was, you know, that real teaching type of person and kind of a smart aleck, really, but he always wanted to teach you something like you were dumb or something. And, 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 and it, it, the word, the subject got on weeds. And he said, do you know what a weed is? Do you know what a weed is? I thought, dude, I may not have degrees like you got, but I know what a weed is. been picking them my whole life, amen? He said, a weed is simply an out-of-place plant. I said, do what? (laughs) He said, an out of place plant. Do you realize a rose bush can be a weed? An azalea can be as beautiful as they are. If it's out of place, it's a weed. In other words, if something is planted, it's put there on purpose. And the Bible says a happy man is somewhere who is planted, who is put somewhere. Do you realize if you will be and have the purpose of God in your life, doing what God called you to do, doing what God gifted you to do, doing what God designed you to do, you're going to be a happy man. And somebody who does the do's and the don'ts in verse 1 and 2 will find his purpose in God, and he will be a happy man. His purpose, then be, then be. We see not only his purpose, but I want you to see his provision. This is great. Where is the tree planted? It's planted by the rivers of water. What does that mean? That is provision. That is a source of supply. What does that mean? A man who is careful with his activity, he's careful with his associates, he's careful with his counsel, who is meditating in the Word of God, who is reading the Word of God and thinking about the Word of God. Guess what? He will have a source that nobody else has. He will have a provision like nobody else has. He'll be like a tree that's right by the river that God will give even in the drought season, even in the difficult times, even in the dark days. God will Give him exactly what he needs. Somebody say amen. Amen. That, my friend, is a happy man. Someone who has the resources that they need. Someone who has everything they need. Even in difficult times, he's going to have exactly what he needs. We see his purpose. We see his provision. Then see. See. It says this. It says, he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And, 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 and his leaf also shall not wither. Watch this. And, and, and whatsoever he do, oh, I love this. Whatsoever he doeth shall. If you're a plumber, you're going to have some prosperous plumbing. If you're, if you're a painter, you're going to be prosperous in your business whatsoever you do whether it's in hobbies whether it's in your the secular world whether it's in the religious side of things whatever you do it's going to prosper now i'm not talking about some garbage that you see on tv and some charlatan that wants you to send 1999 Uh if you send this god will send you a triple blessing what you need to do is turn that off three times say amen don't listen to that garbage god told you what to do to be prosperous it wasn't to send it to some dude on TV. He said this, be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you hang out with. Be careful in what you do. Spend some time in my word. Are y'all with me? As simple as that. And God said, I tell you what you'll be. You'll be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. You shall bring forth in your season, and whatsoever you do shall prosper. Wow. Isn't that great? I looked up the word prosper. See, I done got ahead of myself, and I didn't read all of my my definitions. Prosper, prosper, to grow or increase, to thrive, to make gain, as to prosper in business. Now, how many of y'all could use that in your life? Isn't it amazing what just taking a Bible and taking a simple dictionary can come alive? That's all you got to do now here's the deal how many of y'all remember a couple weeks ago i said there were some things you can never again say in other words you can never again say i couldn't help it y'all remember that do i need to bring the video show you do you remember when i said you never again say can say i'm just human i'm just a sinner no you're a saint Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can never again. You're not in Adam, you're in Christ. How many of y'all remember that? Never again, never again can you say, I'm not perfect, I couldn't help it. Yes, you can. Greater is he that's in you than he's in the world. So never again can we say, I'm just human. Never again can we say, I couldn't help it. Never, y'all with me? I got another one. I got another one. Never again can you say, I can't understand the Bible never again don't buy into that lie how many of you how many of you could not understand anything i said today how many you all could get what I said today you see and you know what I did I read my Bible and as I find the words by the dictionary that's it that's it I didn't use no commentary I didn't use all of my my Bible study programs I had. Now, they were there, but I didn't use them. I just simply took a Bible and took a dictionary, defined the words, and told you what it said. Isn't that amazing? You know why we're so quiet right now? Because we feel convicted. Because we've made excuses over time. Well, I'm not even going to try that because I won't be able to understand it anyway. Yes, you can. Will it be a little difficult? Probably. Probably. In the beginning. In the beginning. Till we start getting it. It'll, it'll probably be hard. It'll probably difficult. It's going to be difficult because your flesh ain't going to want to do it. I know that's not good English. I'm sorry. Your flesh is not going to want to do it. Not going to want to do it. This is going to be hard. Amen. Why am I doing this with a principal on the first row? Amen. What is that about? Now look, here's your homework. Yeah, homework, you got homework. You're in Bible college, buddy, amen? (laughs) Homework, Psalm 119. Psalm 119, I want you to read it. Now, let me warn you, it's got like 176 verses. So uh, I I was going to do this. I was going to break it down. I got my calculator out and I started dividing it up. Okay, we're going to break this up in so many. But God told me not to do that. God told me not to do that because there's people in here at different speeds. Some of y'all can go through 176 verses like nothing, and it's not going to be a problem, but some of us aren't. Here's what I want you to do. If you can only get 10, if you can only get 10 verses, that's what I want you to do. And I want you to take your dictionary, and I want you to define the words. The ones you don't understand, the ones that seem complicated, the ones that will make you not want to read the Bible, just take a dictionary and define them, and then read it and see what you think. Psalm 119, if you can do 10, do 10. If you can do 20, do 20. If you can do 176, knock yourself out. Say amen. But do this. And I want you to see how many times it refers to the Word of God. Psalm 119 is all about the Bible. You'll hear words like statutes, precepts, commandments, His Word. All of these different words define, defy- He's talking about the Word of God, your Bible. And I want you to, I want you to do this, you remember? I want you to read, I want you to read it. The words that seem difficult to you, I want you to write it down, or excuse me, I want you to define it, look it up and define it, and then I want you to write down what God tells you. I want you to write down what God tells you. God is going to speak to you through this exercise, and I want you to write that down because it's going to blow your mind. Now, here's the deal. I'm ordering a bunch of these, I'm ordering a bunch of these, and uh, and and we'll have them back there. Now, now, let me warn you, let me let me warn you, because I know people are going to get wigged out over this. Uh You can you can get this online. You can get this online for nothing, for free. You can look it up. There's a website, and you can look up all your words online for free. Uh, You can get an app for your phone for four dollars. An app, eighteen twenty eight dictionary app for your phone for four dollars. Now that's all I was going to say, but I figured you'd make fun of me because I told you to have it in Pages. So I found one. Amen. Uh, uh, We're going to order these, and they'll be in the book in the in the bookstore back there. Uh, uh, And I think they're fifty four dollars. Now I know, I know, I know what you're thinking, $54, my goodness. Uh, some of us pay three or four times that to talk on a cell phone. Now let me ask you a question. A $54 investment to be able to understand the Word of God and, and have all of this that we just talked about. Let me ask you a question. Is happiness worth $54. I've had ice creams almost across that. Say, amen. Say, how'd you do that? I went into one of them places I didn't know how to scale at the front before I got there. Amen. (laughs) 50, we'll leave that right there. Amen. That'll be our own. Now listen, I told you, I told you, I'm going to make this easy as can be. Every week we're going to learn something more. We're going to learn something more. And what you need right now is get a dictionary. And let's start reading our Bible. Are y'all with me? Say amen. 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 Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I pray, I pray that you will help us. I pray, God, that you will. uh, Lord, the devil's already lying to people. He's already trying to deceive people right now. Oh, no, don't listen to that preacher. You can't understand the Bible. That's a lie. That's a lie. God, we've got to make an effort. We've got to try. Lord, I pray as they make that effort this week and they open their Bible to Psalm 119, I pray that the Word of God will come so alive to their spirit and so alive. I pray the Holy Spirit will just reveal so many things as they begin to read your Bible. They begin to read your Word. Lord, I pray that you will illuminate their mind and let them see so much stuff that, God, it can, it can really turn from duty to, to delight so that they will have a desire to reach more. God, I pray that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a verse of invitation if you need to come.